We're back. Oh, my God. Welcome to the subscriber episode where we tell you our secrets. Secrets and lies. Mm-hmm. Check this out. That last episode, we made all that shit up. <laughs> Warren rocks, dude. Oh, yeah. It's you're voting time. for her, right? It's time. It's time for a woman, woman in, in the, the White, White House. House. It's time. What a song. You know what it is? <laughs> it's time for this woman to go to fucking prison. But we're not talking about Elizabeth Warren only on this episode, are we, Liz? Oh, no. We've got lots of stuff to talk on this episode. So you know how a regular gun just shoots the one bullet? Mm. This We're using a shotgun to major blast out <laughs> all of our enemies. By the way, these are uh, uh, Lego versions of shotguns. and Yeah, parody. Guns. This is a parody medical diagnosis shotgun. <laughs> What? Okay. Hi. Hello. Patreon. We just, we're keeping it rolling. We recorded the uh, free episode this week Mm -hmm. just minutes ago. Time to record the freak episode for this week. What are you doing with your cell phone? Will you put it away? I am putting the fucking, no, do not do this to me. You know what I'm doing, Liz? You know what I'm doing? I'm putting the fucking timer on so I know where we're going and how long we're doing this for. Okay. Thanks, Brace. You're not you're not welcome. <laughs> this is what you guys pay for. Unfiltered nagging. raw. Yeah, raw nagging. <laughs> so yeah, we are we are we are we have people talk about Nixon having an enemies list like it's a bad thing. You but, know what's funny? Nixon and Roxanne Gay uh-huh. have that in common. She's got one? She's like famous. She calls it her nemesis list. Ugh. And you know what's funny there is, is I no think way I can talk about she her like won't say who's on that list, but I'm pretty sure that Bernie Sanders, <laughs> uh, Lauren Euler, who is an excellent writer and just wrote a really uh, incredible review of Gila, Gia Tolentino's book Trick Mirror. Ooh, can we not bring her up? Because you know, me <laughs> no, and but her, I have to say that that uh, we I, fucked around. Yeah, okay. Well, I highly recommend this review. It's in the London Review of Books. It's uh, whoo, it's a doozy. Um, but Lauren wrote an incredible review, uh, which I think is kind of what put her on the map a little bit of Bad Feminist, of mm. course, Roxanne Gay's um, unfortunately bestseller. It's a bestseller. I'm sure it's in like airports yeah, everywhere. Yeah, it's like the quintessential yeah. airport book. All right, put it for airport one minds. Um, but yeah, she wrote. It was in uh, Book Slut. Remember that website? Long time ago. Wow. R.I.P. You know, I didn't remember that website. Well, Where was, was that like, from? Because it was like at the heyday of all the independent media blogs. You had like the Owl, Book Slut, all the. I literally just I used to look at a hard a website that just told you the history of hardcore bands called Kill from the Heart. Uh, and then I would look at uh, Discogs. <laughs> I did not look at. And then later I looked at Blue Blue Light. I think it was called, which was a drug message board. Anyway, everyone, uh, I think that's what put. There's rumors that Lauren Euler is on Roxanne Gay's infamous nemesis list because of that great review, which is another review you should look up. Her review of Bad Feminist in Bookslet. I think it's still online. You can find it. Uh, it's or, yeah. It's also a doozy. Pretty um, pretty good takedown. Oh, Lauren, she's kind of cute. Um, 
So what? Is that wrong? Uh, we are talking not about Roxanne Gay, but about all the people who read Roxanne Gay books. Yes, the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. So on the previous episode, we kind of went all over the place talking about Lion Liz Wrecker Warren. Mm-hmm. Now, Lion Liz Wrecker Warren is unfortunately, but also fortunately for our purposes, not a singular individual, is she? No, she is actually a collection of ants encased <laughs> in sausage casing. No, no, I mean to say that she is a product of a uh, structure. Yeah. The structure being the uh, Democratic Party and its ideological apparatus. Mm-hmm. And we, what we were kind of trying to get at in this episode, or what we're going to do is um, get it through all your little piggy pea brains that the Democrats are not your friends. No. They're, and they're not even like you're not the not your friends guys that are like kind of cool with them. There's not like a tactical alliance. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. They are also in the exact same way as the Republicans are, your enemy. Yes. They are standing in the... So I, I've, said this, I've said this repeatedly. Like, Bernie Sanders might lose the Democratic primary, but would win the general election. Mm-hmm. Now, what does that mean for how we understand him in relation to the other party apparatchiks and also the Democratic Party as an obstacle... For actual change, rather yeah. than a vehicle for it. Yeah, no, the de- the Democrats are 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 a roadblock to success. Yes, and they will they will try to prevent Bernie, as we're going to talk about some little some past examples of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are a a a uncool a lame mafia. Yes, <laughs> who are trying to stop our boy from becoming the country's capo. Yeah, wait, and- not capo. Oh. Wait, no, capo's Italian too, right? Okay, well, Capo's also Capo a, a C. Capo with a C. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, you know, if can you imagine the Democrats opposing an Elizabeth Warren nomination? No. So when I say that Elizabeth Warren is closer ideologically to Hillary Clinton, I'm not lying. No matter how many billionaires, tears, mugs she sells, actually... That's one of the things that brings her closer to to, to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, and no matter how many fucking mugs she sells or however many ready-for-Warren grad students that there are lurking in the gutters of this world, no, she is closer to fucking to, to Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, she is a Democrat. But Democrats, well, what is a Democrat? It is a liberal capitalist, right? Yeah, I, I mean, li- I, I don't, liberal, sure. I mean, they're liberal. Yeah. But here's the thing. Friends out there in Radioland, we don't like liberals. Well, here, guess what? Republicans are also liberals. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's what... The word liberal is not a subjective term that because you live in America means left wing. Yes. No, the word liberal is an objective... It's it's, it's in a category that both Republicans and Democrats fall under yes some are more socially liberal that okay yes i'll grant you that but they are both liberal the thing is in other countries and in the rest of history of the rest of the world or at least modern capitalist democracy history when you say left you mean a a a party or a a movement that embraces worker oriented 
politics. Yes. A different economic system. It is a battle of ideologies. In America, there is one ideology. There is no battle. Well, there is now, kind of. But there is one ideology, and that is liberal capitalists. Yes. So they are just different. Like, we don't mean this in like the... They're just like, you know, they make fun of people for being like, oh, you think they're both the same? They are literally... They have the same ideologies, just different degrees. Yes. I think, too... um I want to be clear because I know that, or I think we have probably some little cap-wearing uh, cosplayers out there who are like, well, Bernie Sanders is just a so- social democrat. Like, First of all, how's the factory uprising going? Yeah. I'll tell you what. At the f- actual factory that I've spent <laughs> quite a lot of time in the past few years, you know what the fellow's like? What? You know the boys down at the factory are talking about Bernie damn Sanders, yeah. and they're, they're so like this is this is he. This is our opportunity right now, and if you choose not to recognize that, then you are a fucking fool. Yeah, and I think that there's some like concern trolley Marxist that I want to just like uh, acknowledge for a second, which is that they think that um, us advocating so strongly and forcefully as we are uh, politically, financially, otherwisely uh, for Bernie Sanders means that we, you know, we're soft or we don't understand. It's like, no, you aren't actually doing any real analysis of the political situation in the United States. Exactly. Brace and I are are not under the uh, impression that Bernard Sanders is going to, uh, you know, institute the dictatorship of the proletariat. No. One, because we're not dumbos and we know you don't elect communism, you dumbo. Yeah. We're not that we're not the nineteen fucking eighties Italian Communist Party for God's sake. <laughs> but also because and, and not because we think that once that all we need to do is get everyone health care and then all the problems will be solved. No. Or that that might happen with a Bernie Sanders presidency. I don't know if we're even under that illusion. No. But what we do understand is that we have a rare opportunity, a rare opportunity to get the boot off of labor quickly. And that we are in a historical conjuncture that, look, this is the reality of the situation throughout the world left labor is decimated. Yeah. And increasingly so as um, internationalist, and I don't mean that in the socialist way, I mean like globalist internationalist, Mm -hmm. right? Organizations are accruing more and more power where, you know, organizations like the IMF, the EU, the ECB, all the TPP, USMCA, et cetera, um, where this idea that the American empire is weak, that's wrong. It is not. No, no, it's not. It is not at all, right? So we are at a historical conjuncture where we have an opportunity to shift the trajectory of the ship, right? And if we do not take advantage of that, um, I'm not ready to do the analysis of where that leaves us. Me either. I'm, I'm sorry. If I'm you just guys not, want a repeat I'm, of the fucking 1990s, have it on your own terms. Right. Like, you, if you are listening, while you're listening to this episode, in fact, why not make text for the Sanders campaign? 
Right. Like, you better be doing everything you can to work your fucking ass off in the next however many months, even after your primary happens, to make sure this happens. And you do need to be, like, militant and vigilant. And you can't give them an inch. You would look at what happened in the UK when Corbyn's side gave them, gave in. Yeah. Right? They gave in to the enemy. Yeah, we'll get into that in a second. But I just want to be clear that, like, you have to understand the theories of change here. Right. And that means that, you know, we have to take necessary steps and rebuild labor from the ground up. And the quickest way we can do that in the shortest amount of time is, and it's a rare, this is the fucking rarest opportunity of your fucking life to have a goddamn left labor leader in the executive for God knows how long they'll let him be in there. If they even let him get there, which yep. again we will get to, to quickly get capital's boot off of labor just an inch, so, when- so we can get wildcat strikes back, so we can get just a little bit more space from workers from their bosses, so we can start the difficult work of organizing power from the ground up. Because that's the thing is when Sanders gets into power. And when he enacts his labor plan, which, by the way, is like nothing that has been seen in generations in yeah. this country. Uh, I'd say actually, almost a century. Yeah. That when that happens and we are we have this brief window before the courts try to take us down, you got to go fucking psycho. And that might mean quitting your fucking job as a fucking office worker and getting a job in transportation or mm-hmm. Amazon or one of these places. To agitate. I mean, that means you might mean you actually have to work for it instead of just cheering people on that are doing that. Or posting. Exactly. And so, yeah, think about that. This is a this is Bernie Sanders' plan. Just parts of Bernie Sanders' plan is like giving my union an atom bomb. It's like giving all if if fucking solidarity strikes become legal, that is like giving us a a that is that is several upgrades. On the M16. That is like M90. Yeah. M- I mean, it really, 150. it really opens up actually a window to the future. And so I want to be like very clear and, uh, you know, really like forceful here. Like this is an opportunity that cannot be wasted because yeah. I don't know what comes next. Well, I do know what comes next in this episode. Yeah. We so, got to talk about we got to talk about the enemy and dissect some past battles. Yeah. So, um, you know, Br- yeah, Brace and I were talking and, and we said in the last episode that basically um I don't and this is kind of a running theme on our podcast is that there's a lot of really exciting new left energy, particularly with Sanders. Yeah. But there's a lack of understanding of power of what power means, of how you build power, and what power is actually going against. Yeah. And so who are these institutions? Who are these enemies? Like, we need to actually name them and understand them. Mm -hmm. So one of the biggest um, hurdles to a Sanders uh, coronation in Milwaukee Mm -hmm. in July, a.k.a. the DNC, is the Democratic Party itself. Yeah. Absolutely. And they will fight, and they fought him tooth and nail. Yeah, so, um, (laughs) uh, you know, a lot of what happened in 2015, 2016 has, like, not survived in popular imagination. 
No, I think a lot of people were pretty heavily traumatized by it and don't necessarily want to think about it again. But also, a lot of stuff has happened. Yeah. But it's weird because it's like, um, like, people just think like, oh, Sanders tried and he almost had it, but he didn't. But that's not what happened. No. I mean, what happened was, if you look at this, even if you look at this in the most sober-minded way, clear-eyed way, you can see that Sanders was robbed. That he actually won states that they took from him. Yeah. That he won places that they denied his votes, his delegates, whatever. That they stole this from him. And they like people make a lot of jokes like, oh, Bernie supporters think it was rigged. Or Russia told people it was rigged. If you are looking at the actual facts as they reported from the time, at the time, from publications that are unfriendly, notoriously so in some cases, to Bernie Sanders... You will see a, a broad picture. And we saw this at the time, yeah. but then we were gaslit by our enemies mm-hmm. into thinking that somehow this wasn't true. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, yeah, uh, the like liberal consensus post-2016 with Hillary uh-huh. and Trump was like, uh, oops. Yeah. Whoopsie. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I think we all learned a valuable lesson and we can wash our hands and march to the left and we've learned lessons and now we'll do better next time. And it's like, no, that's not what happened, you know? And I do want to push back on, you know, it's rigged, we were robbed sentiments because I think it's like easily self-defeating, This, and what I mean by that is, you know, this is politics. This is how politics works. Fucking, it's not fair. Yeah. People steal shit. Mm -hmm. And guess what? We, you gotta, you gotta know that. You can't just scream, we were robbed, we were robbed, which by the way is what happened in 2016, because nothing's gonna happen. It doesn't matter. Suck it up. Yeah. Yeah. Put your big pants on, big boy pants on, because this is the fucking big leagues. Okay. Big league Jew. Yeah. That's right. You like that one? That would be a cute, like, bubble gum. Big league Jew? Yeah. Yeah. That would be so cute. Because with the Brooklyn Dodgers cap? That would be adorable. Oh, my gosh. No, but I'm serious. You know, this is is the big time. So no whining, no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. As they say. Mm -hmm. So suck it up and get ready because this is going to happen. Okay. Well, let's look, let's look, for instance, we're almost at Iowa, right? It's coming on up. And they're trying to, everything they do to take down my boy yes. before he gets there. What so, happened, though, last time? Well, okay. So people don't remember this, but Bernie Sanders basically won Iowa. Yeah, yeah. So the final uh, official, mm-hmm. and I'll get to that in a second. So-called official. Uh, count was Hillary Clinton 700... Point four seven mm-hmm. to Bernie Sanders six nine six point nine two. So we're talking about literally uh, a difference of four point five. Yeah, and in the percentages, she got forty nine point eight four percent. He got forty nine point five nine. She got two delegates more than him, twenty three to his twenty one. Uh, however. Uh, she also got six super delegates as right. well. So we should say that now the soup they that uh, you know some progressives uh, really lobbied to get rid of the super delegates. 
They didn't totally. Mm-mm. So what's going to happen? And we can go through kind of what happens at the DNC convention, maybe at the end of the episode. Yeah. But uh, superdelegates still exist. They just won't be used or counted in the same way through the first round at the convention. But they come in to play in the second round, right? Yeah. So just yeah. keep that in mind. But so um, basically, Iowa, here we go. This is the Des Moines Register, which mm-hmm. just hosted a debate on CNN. Yes, they did. A very fair debate, I Yeah. Thought. So this is what they said in their reporting about the Iowa caucuses. Mm-hmm. It was a debacle, period. Ah, Democratic officials, quote, refused to undergo scrutiny or allow for an appeal, and it reeked of autocracy. The Register's own editorial board saw opportunities for error amid Monday night's chaos. So, you know, caucuses are, you know, very complicated, Mm -hmm. and we'll get to Nevada in a little bit. Yeah, which is also. No, (laughs) maybe. Actually, Actually, maybe we should. Reno, baby. But maybe we should go for the caucus. Oh, okay. Something when to think that? about. Yeah, we'll to think we'll about. talk about this after. Um, anyway, you know, caucuses are crazy. You've got people voting, screaming. You know how the whole thing goes, yeah. right? It's not a primary where you just... Mm-hmm. Not gun sound, chick chick. Regular sound, chick yeah. chick. Yeah. Pencil, chick chick. That's the pencil, one line down, another one up, making a check mark. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. The clip art, chick chick. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, so they're very crazy. So... Uh, it it was crazy. They didn't allow um, the Sanders uh, team to basically appeal delegate counts, nope. vote counts. Um, it was really crazy, and people don't remember how. Cl- basically, it was it was basically a tie. If not, Bernie Sanders won. Is what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, and and the Bernie Sanders campaign afterwards, uh, after this, actually, were like, well, hey, we're checking sort of through what happened, and we see there's a ton of inconsistencies. We want to check your math to ours. Uh, and the chairwoman of the Democratic Party said, no, right, you can't have our math. You cannot have the. They didn't have access. No, no, no access. And that is a theme in 2016. Is the Sanders campaign uh, uh, suggesting possible malfeasance, which very easy to believe. And then the Democratic Party denying them the ability to confirm or deny that by denying them sort of documents which would prove one way or the other. Yeah. So, um, you know, this this was pretty nuts. So imagine a scenario then, if you will, where Bernie Sanders won that Iowa caucus. Yeah. Which is probably what should have happened. Mm-hmm. He it then is- wins New Hampshire. Yep. This is a problem for... Uh, the, the clown queen. The clown queen of, of crime. Of Clinton crime family. Yes. Yeah, Miss yeah, yeah. Chillery Clinton. Uh-huh. She was too, of, billy, too busy chilling in Cedar Rapids. One of the dottiest thoughts I've ever laid next to. Yes. So, um, yeah, you know, this would have been a... Yeah, states. It's not good. It's not good for Hillary, right? When, so, and actually, you know, uh, it was Harry Enton, who you brought up earlier, actually... Mm-hmm. You know, of 538. Yeah. Horny guy. Horny Enton. <laughs> he made clear as far back as June 2015, uh-huh. right? So he, they're just greasing the wheels here. That the if Sanders was to do well in Iowa and New Hampshire, that the party would intervene to, quote, squash him. Yeah, that's actually a quote from Harry Enton. Yeah, he says, 
In that world, you'd likely, you're likely to see the Democratic establishment rush in to tw- try and squash Sanders, much as Republicans did to Newt Gingrich in 2012 after he won South Carolina. That's 538. So I want to just compare that very quickly mm-hmm. to um, a quote that came out recently. There was a piece in The Hill uh-huh. in just November of last year. Obama privately said he would speak up to stop Sanders report, right? Yeah. So there's been a lot of rumors out there in the ether of journalism land that Sanders, or excuse me, that Obama has said to aides privately Mm -hmm. that were Sanders to get close to the nomination, Obama, who famously likes to kind of stay above the fray. Yep, yep, yep. In his sort of, you know. He loves to fuck his wife uh, at their Netflix mansion. <laughs> he loves to have sex with Michelle Obama Ugh. at his uh, mansion paid for by the uh, the website Netflix. <laughs> uh, he, yeah, he said that he would, you know, intervene to stop him. Yeah. So that sounds pretty similar to what Harry Anton reported the party was going to do in 2015. Keep Who's that in mind. Who's more elite than Obama? Keep that in mind. And it also came out, you know, that Obama was trying to speak to donors about Elizabeth Warren. You remember when that came out? Wait, no. Oh, yeah. That came out last year, early or late last year. Uh, okay. That kind of makes sense. So then Sanders goes on to win New Hampshire. Okay. that was And that was like a big surprise for a lot of people. Yeah. Not to me, because, of course, I am born and bred New Hampshireian and uh, I can smell it in the earth. Yeah. So that brings us to Nevada. Ah, the gambling state. Now, any of you who were online in the po- during the posting wars of 2016 mm-hmm. might remember the Nevada caucus because it was basically live streamed yeah. to all of left Twitter. It was insane. Yeah. Um, so the thing that's complicated about Nevada, so many things. Yeah. The caucus is actually like three different tiers yeah you like caucus to get someone to go to the next caucus or something to the it's i don't really understand yeah and it's basically like there's the caucus to then get delegates to the next caucus which then goes to the state convention yeah it's very weird and uh you know (laughs) so much uh so many interesting things happened in Nevada, which we should mention is run by Harry Reid. Yeah. Yeah, he is the boss of Nevada. Who's, you know, this is top brass of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. This the is the Adolf Hitler <laughs> of Nevada, you might say. Yeah, this is the same Harry Reid that assured David Axelrod that Liz Warren was not serious about Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. No one wanted to believe the two people that, you know, are top brass in the Democratic Party. Because they are fucking dum-dums. Yeah. But yeah. they literally told you that she doesn't believe this and you chose to look the other way. You just pretended that she did and that they were lying. Because you are unserious and we're going to change that today. Back to Nevada. Okay. 
Back to Nevada. So what is one of the, the things that Harry Reid did to swing the Nevada caucus? So I know that – so there's a culinary workers union who I, – I, I'm not sure if this was the same union that was a lot of stories around them not liking Sanders' health care stuff. But it's a big union, as you can imagine, in places like Las Vegas. Sure. And they were, I believe, going to sort of stay out of it and, and not really get involved in the caucusing, et cetera. But Harry well, there was Reed. a lot of yeah, because there was a lot of disagreements amongst the unions mm-hmm. because Clinton, you know, it's this is the same thing that's happening with Warren. Yeah, you've got have any unions backed Warren? I would not be surprised if she gets SEIU. Oh yeah, SEIU. Ooh. If she yes. sticks through, I'm zipping my lips for that. But yes, that's so, a soft. Yeah. <laughs> so, but this is you know, look, you've got. The top brass of union, I keep saying that, but the union bosses mm-hmm. that are backing, oh, she got Randy Weingarten is like back in Warren, oh, by the Randy way. Oh, Randy Weingarten is a piece of shit. That's a big chuk chuk. Yeah, that's a, don't put it, no, don't put it in. Don't put it in. We're leaving that ambiguous what that is, but wow, she's rotten. <laughs> um, Writing a, a fucking op-ed against Medicare for all? Yeah, it's really bad. Who? What if we took away your health care, motherfucker? Uh, yeah, she, no, yeah, oof. No, but so there's, there's, you know, th- and this is classic, that the union bosses and the rank and file disagree very, very frequently. And so this was a big issue, particularly because Clinton is not, uh, let's say, liked, not a name that's well-liked among the, amongst the unions. No. So, yeah, so go on. What did Harry so Reid do? So Harry Reid calls up, he calls up the casinos and he talks to the bosses, and he gets all the workers out of work that day because their union was like, we will pledge to, to Hillary Clinton, our people there. And uh, so that really that put her over the top. So, yeah, basically Harry Reid colluded with the bosses of these workers who were at the time, no longer, though, as Sanders leads among Latinos, primary Latino union at the time, they had done polling and knew they were mostly for Clinton. Mm. And so he got them all out of work to get basically funneled by this. You know, it's a real business union to get funneled to fucking uh, these caucuses to go for Hillary Clinton. Of course, she swept Clark County. Right. Well, what happened that's so interesting is that so when they got to the state convention, right? Yeah. These were the differences in delegates that were there. So keep this in mind. 1693. Uh-huh. For Clinton, right? For Clinton. And 1662 for Sanders. So that would be a difference of 31 yeah. delegates, right? And that's not really good news for Sanders, no? No, it sounds like he lost. Except, listen to this. Uh-huh. This is another number I want to throw out. 58. What's that? 58 is the number of Bernie Sanders delegates that were not allowed to participate. Oh, so yeah. he had 58 delegates from the previous caucuses that were barred from the state convention from participating, which would have won him the state of Nevada. Yeah. Uh, well, th- so they, he lost it just because they were disbarred or something? Like they de-certified? were decertified. Now, okay, what does that mean, decertified? Well, yeah. you've got, like I said, there's three tiers to the Nevada caucus, mm-hmm. right? So you've got the first tier. Clinton wins that narrowly, 52.6% to Sanders, 47.3%. Then you get the second tier, which is county conventions. 
okay? Mm-hmm. And that's on the county level. Now, Sanders won that, right? Because, and this is hilarious, Yeah, a ton of Clinton delegates didn't even want to show up. They didn't even show. They didn't show. Maybe they weren't getting bust in by Harry Reid that day. Ah. So this third, the third tier is the final state convention. Mm-hmm. And that's where the delegate counts get finalized. So it's kind of like you have the caucuses plus the county conventions. And they add up the de- delegates at the state convention, finalize those, and that's who wins uh, the state of Nevada in the yeah. primary. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is where things get weird. Uh huh. Um, nine thirty a.m. There's still people outside trying to get in. Roberta Lang, who was the head of the Democratic Party but, in Nevada. By the way, her Twitter is really funny. Is it? Yeah, it's just like a Tweety Bird, and it's like her last last tweet was, "I rarely go to McDonald's, but when I do, I'm always asked to pull around and wait." So wrong. What does it mean? It's weird Trump cadence to that. What is, yeah. That's like an early Trump tweet, like kind of the Coca-Cola. Yeah, style. yeah, yeah. I don't know what it means. Uh, she's, of course, a Biden freak. So Totally perverted. At 9.30 a.m., still delegates outside the convention hall waiting to get in. Roberta Lang, head of the Nevada Democratic Party, mm-hmm. right? A real goblin. Real. So, you know, she's up there with Harry Reid in running the state and the state party. She decides to hold a voice vote. Okay. And that's where you say yay or nay. This is my fight song. (laughs) And you, so you you say, you know, it's a yay or nay vote. You listen for the yays. You listen for the nays. Whichever one's louder. Yeah. Wins. Yes. Yes. Okay. Now, what was the rule change that she was trying to enact? What was it? It was to basically discount the second round of delegates. Okay, that sounds like it's a bit tilted in the favor so of the So to only Clinton. count the results of the first tier caucus and not count any of the results of the second tier caucus. Because the Clinton people didn't feel like they even needed to show up to that one. So Yeah, oh. so basically she held a voice vote before anyone was even before everyone was even available to vote. Yeah. About whether or not to just throw out Sanders wins so usually when this happens when there's like a really contested vote or when you can't tell which side won something they usually go to paper ballots or electronic ballots of course that did not happen it appears a single time during this convention yes so i want to play young chomsky if we may i want to play this clip of the voice vote so you guys can hear this yourself
So I think that's pretty clear. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, definitely, definitely the nays had it, like, yeah. overwhelmingly. Yeah, yeah. And, well, it's funny. That lady, Roberta, went on, like, every fucking cable news program that there was at weeks afterwards saying how she was threatened by the Bernie bros. And that is something that you better be prepared for. Friends. Yes. Because they will. They will call you every goddamn name in the book. And you cannot budge on that. Like, you can't be like, yeah, well, they're right. We need to come. No. it's You can't change it. You got to go fucking insane for this. This is our chance. There's like a, yeah, I, I'll, I'll pull back for a second. But during that Nevada caucus, too, do you remember the chair throwing thing? Yeah. So what's that guy? Ralston. John yeah. Ralston. What a name. He reported in his website, Ralston Reports, that uh, Bernie Sanders psycho fans were throwing chairs at, at and, 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 then, and then afterwards it was reported, and when it was sort of aggregated among the line news media, that there was violence by the Bernie fans, mm-hmm. which assumes... Which, it, it by the way, let's not say fan, supporters. So, yeah, that, well, that's how they refer to them. Of course. Stands, Bernie, fans, bros. Bernie, people, who, people who support the political program of Bernie Sanders are always fans or cultists. It's never like supporters. Yeah, it's never political actors, no. never workers. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just, always... Just fanboys. Truck drivers and people also like that. Also, never women, yeah. by the way. Just yeah, bros. Yeah, yeah, And broads love Bernie Sanders. He's got mostly broads. Bernie like broads. Him. We're trying to yeah. make that happen. Uh, anyways, they, they, there was all this talk about how the Bernie people were, were, were violent during this convention. Turns out Ralston made that up. Yes, it was a complete lie. By the way, it was picked up by the fucking Phelan everywhere oh yeah media circus. oh yeah the pigs ate that up they are a little sloppy shit so i want to get back just because there's a little bit more about nevada caucus because uh-huh. basically what happened was after that clearly fraudulent insane vote yeah which by the way as you hear on the tape she says this is not debatable and moves on yeah it's completely anti-democratic yeah they kick out the sanders delegates right those poor kids and not you know i'm saying kids affectionately these are like adults right yeah 64 of them. They wait patiently outside for 13 hours. Jesus. Because they're Christ. trying to get in because they know how serious this is. Yeah. Right? They brought in, and I'm not even kidding you. Here's a f- look, Brace. Here's a photo. Yeah. That they brought in the cops. Police. They brought in the cops to protect and intimidate Sanders delegates. Right? Um, so when I talk about, when we, when we talk about, you, we don't think people who don't understand this history or have forgotten this, that you don't know what you're up against. Like, they are going to do this again. Yeah. And this isn't rigging. Of course, it is rigging. But guess what? Politics is rigging. Yeah. This yeah, is politics. Yeah, the whole thing I'm not is. saying that we can want... There's no authority to whine to. We have to be our own authority. Exactly. There's no, like, we can't... There is no neutral arbiter here. No. Like that's what you got to understand. No one is going to come to help you. Of course not. Of course not. And 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 whining and screaming that it's not fair doesn't get us anywhere. Of course no. it's not fair. It's politics. Yeah. This it's is capitalist what, politics. This is what attacking power looks like. My advice is if you are at any of the caucuses and any of the primaries, fucking record everything on your cell phone. Yeah. Because what happened with Nevada is that that there was a hashtag, you know, it's like hashtag Nevada caucus. 
And everyone was seeing these videos pop up on Twitter. Uh-huh. And it became this, like, oh, my God, what's going on, et cetera, et cetera. And we need that times a billion. Because, um, as we'll see, you know, it's not just insane rulemaking. It's not just backdoor dealing that we're, that we're up against. But also just straight-up voter purging. Yeah, yeah. That was a big thing, I believe, in New York, right? New York and California. So um, both New York and California had massive voter disenfranchisement yeah. issues. Yeah. Um, I believe New York was, and now, and by the way, okay, Clinton needed New York. Yeah. Yeah, she really did. And it was close. It because was close to the polling. She, she's bold. Here's the thing Bernie Sanders, of course, originally from New York. Hillary Clinton, of course, not originally from New York. But uh, <laughs> yeah, what do we call that carpetbagger? Carpetbagger moved there to misrepresent them. You like that one mm. in uh, in the halls of Congress, and uh, and so she needed to win because you're supposed to win the place where you're quote unquote from, right? Yeah. I mean, what? Imagine if Bernie lost Vermont. Never in a million years happened. Uh, yeah. So I want to also make clear that at this point, look, the race is close. Yeah. And in fact, this has also been wiped from popular memory. Hillary Clinton didn't even enter the convention with a pledged delegate majority. No, no. So New York, right? Big state. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this is, and this is from WNYC. So this is a, you know, this is real source. This is real news. And actually, this is a quote from the New York Attorney General. The New York City Board of Elections illegally purged over 200,000 New Yorkers from the rolls. Oof. Violating the law and New Yorkers' trust in the institutions meant to protect their rights. So there was um, a settlement that New York came to with the Democratic Party because of the voting uh, purges. So, you know, again, (laughs) voter disenfranchisement is not just a tool of the right. No, 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 no. No. Yes, no. I mean, and this was an issue also in California. Now, remember... Or actually, you might not remember, but I fucking remember this because I was in the California, you know, voted in the California primary. Yeah, is me that too. the night before the California primary, which by the way, Clinton had to win. Yeah, and it wasn't clear she was going to, mm-hmm. and it would have been a. I mean, it's a massive delegate hall, right? It's one of the biggest, right? One of the biggest. It would have been. It's like four hundred delegates or something. It's yeah, insane. yeah, yeah. So, uh, the night before, the AP puts out. A news story to the wires. This is the night before the actual election. The night before the California primary. AP puts it out that Hillary Clinton has clinched the nomination. That she has it, yeah. This is not true. No, it's just, it's not. It's, 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 it's baldly not true. They were also, of course, including superdelegate counts in the delegate counter at uh, at 5.38, et cetera. cetera. Yes. Even though those people hadn't technically like voted or whatever yet for the nominee, they were still including them. And and, and yet they were trying to make it seem like there was no chance for Bernie. Yes. Like it was already totally cinched and locked up. So this is a tool of voter suppression. Yeah. So they're trying, or depression. They're trying to depress turnout with this move. Yeah. But it wasn't, that wasn't enough. So in fact, California also had its problems with, Purging voter rolls. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that. They made it very tricky for people, um, which, and this is, and this hurts Sanders specifically. 
if you're registered in California as no party preference, mm-hmm. they made it very difficult for you to vote in the Democratic primary. Yeah. They gave you provisional ballots. It's unclear if those are really counted. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, here's, here's my thing about provisional ballots is do not, like, vote early. First of all, if you can vote, vote by mail and vote early. Yeah. Because as somebody who has participated in many elections from, like, campaign team side uh it is it is always you want that early vote hall uh as much as possible because those tend conservative and so you want to you want to sort of inflate your numbers there by voting early uh but yeah provisional ones you may as well not vote in a lot of cases i mean no don't get me wrong you should vote you should vote because if it's close that will get counted but like, and it will get counted probably anyways. It is, however, I don't, I don't trust them. I mean, you know in your fucking gut, these people are goddamn fucking liars. So don't trust them. Yeah, so um, the, it's funny, NBC actually, <laughs> NBC came out and said that California voters were right to sue the Democratic Party over the confusion. Yeah. With the no party preference and the provisional ballots. Yes. Because those people, by the way, overwhelmingly support, Sanders has overwhelmingly, overwhelming support amongst independents and unregistered or newly registered voters. Mm -hmm. So the the party uh, making it very difficult, slash maybe not counting, slash not counting these votes was a clear violation of their rights. So there was an entire uh, county that did not, that instructed no party preference voters that they uh, could not vote. Yeah. That they could not be offered a ballot even if they asked for it. Yep. So there's an entire county. Because that, that happened to people I know. Yeah. Um, and this, there was a confusion even in different counties and in different polling places. Yeah. Um, I mean, here in the last election we did here in one of our biggest districts that we had, or excuse me, biggest precincts that we had the most voters at, they fucking, they just gave people the wrong ballot. They gave people a ballot without our candidate's name on it. Uh, And of course, I mean, you can be like, well, maybe it was a mistake, but I mean, of course, all that stuff's intentional. Yeah, of course. Like there was another, you don't have to pretend these people are being fair. They're like, they're literally not. They are gangsters. They're monsters. Now, there was another issue um, in New York, but also in other states leading up to New York, Uh where voters were uh, finding out that they were registered Republican. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And then they were presented with their card that showed they were registered Republican, and they saw that their signature was forged. Yeah. So you had Democratic operatives forging signatures on voter rolls to change people's party preferences so they couldn't vote in elections. Because here's the thing. Of course, they can't technically know how you're going to vote, but they can use software like Van and see like your past patterns. And I guarantee that you are in election software right now that shows that you are a progressive or that you are whatever. Like you're going to vote for the most left-wing option every time or you're going to vote for the mo- I mean, I doubt many of our listeners, but you vote for the right-wing option anytime. So like, yeah, they don't technically know who, wh- who you voted for always or like how you vote, but they know the general way that you vote, the direction that you vote in. Yeah, and just especially I want to highlight these, you know, when we think about the Democratic Party and its machine, where are they centered? 
California, Chicago, New York, the big Massachusetts. Urban centers, yeah. Right? So, you know, you've got in New York, they had faulty voting machines. Yeah. They had polling sites that weren't open. They had uh, barely any staff. So there were lines that would discourage people from voting. This, these are all intentional tactics, mm-hmm. right? So think about this. Get ready for it. Because they're going to do this again. In New York, I guarantee you, you might, you might get purged. You're fucking, you're, you might have to stay in a line around the block, but go and do it. Uh, all these other states too. Like they're going to try to throw every fucking weird trick at you. They can, they're going to try to do psyops on you. Uh, and you've got to be strong. You gotta be tough. Gotta be a man. Yeah. CNN drawing on an LA times investigation noted that as many as 500,000 California voters could be disenfranchised by party rules and confusing minor party name. That's the, uh, independent party. Now that's a, you know, this little trick. It's like a Nazi party basically. Yeah. And it's the, it's so when you, a lot of people declare that they want to be an independent, AKA no party preference. Yep. But there is on the California register, there's a party called the independent party, Mm -hmm. which is not a real thing, but it gets people to sign up for that, which makes them not able to vote in the primary. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. God. And the secret, the California secretary of state who, by the way, was a Clinton supporter. Yeah. Oh, all the the apparatchiks were all literally to a man, the democratic deep state was Clinton. Of course. Through and through partisans. Uh, they refused to remedy the situation, which they knew about much, I mean, months prior to the election. Yeah. So also, I mean, just know this, you know, okay, fine. Not all of the upper echelons of the Democratic Party and the DNC are, you know, Clintonites. I mean, well, they probably still are. But, you know, Clinton's not in the election, right? There are no Bernie Sanders people in the upper echelons of the party. No. Like, even in the time this passed since 2016, it's not like he has, like, bureaucrats that are Sanders people. So all of the rules, if they can be bent against him, will be. Yes. And the party was aware of this from the beginning. Well, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, remember her? Oh, do I ever. From the get-go. Little Debbie. Said, <laughs> little Debbie. That Bernie Sanders will, quote, Never be the nominee. Yeah, we gotta thank Sounds our like a fair referee. Yeah, we gotta thank our friends at uh was it WikiLeaks? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was WikiLeaks. Uh, with the Podesta emails. My God, what a treasure trove. Boy, is there a lot of those that just basically say, like, yeah, it was rigged. We rigged it. We're rigging it right now. I mean, remember when Hillary Clinton got the, the debate questions ahead of time? From Donna Brazil. Yeah, yeah, Donna she Brazil. She had to resign. Isn't Donna Brazil on the fucking... She's like in a Fox version of The View. She's like in a show with Yeah, because she Gunn wrote a now. tell-all yeah. about the primary. Yeah, she seems she a little bit... She kind of burned her bridges. She kind of seems a little slow. She does a little to be bit. Honest with you, but like we it. have to say, you know, CNN, Clinton News Network, yeah. colluded with Donna Brazil to get... The questions. The questions to Clinton. I believe, yeah. Uh, early, so she had the... Um, Primary questions. Now, who just worked with CNN on a story? That would be Elizabeth Warren. Ah. Elizabeth Eichmann Warren. Funny. Funny. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 if you think there's malfeasance happening, brothers and sisters, 
there is. Yeah, that reminds me, actually. We, we forgot to bring this up, but this is true. Um, Elizabeth Warren never faced a question about her Native American heritage during one of her debates with Scott Brown. Yeah. Because... She was fed all of the questions prior and got to approve them. <laughs> and this was confirmed by Boston Media at the time. Yeah, yeah. And they'll do this again. They'll too. do this again. Of the, course. It's the only one, only Sanders gets asked when you stop beating his wife. Yeah, wait. Um, what was it? This is another great quote from uh, Lil Debbie. That superdelegates are there to ensure elites, quote, don't run against grassroots activists. Literally cool. coming out, saying the loud, saying the quiet part out loud. Love it. We love it. We love to read it. We love to see it. Um, so what's going to happen with the superdelegates in this upcoming convention? Because so, you said you would explain. And I am stupid. I'll be honest with you. I do not. I hate Democrats. I know. And I, by the way. It's wild how much I, I know about right this now, stuff. If Bernie it? Sanders is not the nominee, I won't vote. Oh, yeah. Like, we're not voting for a... De- I, I don't like the Democrats. I haven't voted for a Democrat in over a decade, and I certainly don't plan on doing it anytime soon. And there are millions of people like me. But go on. What's superdelegates? So, okay. I, you know, I know, I know a good amount, but I don't know all the ins and outs yeah. of how this is all going to go down. But from what I understand, there were Sanders supporters who petitioned... Really hard through the like DNC channels, uh, including I think uh, Nomiki Konst. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say her name? I don't know, but you know who I'm talking about, right? Nomiki Konst. Yeah, yeah. I think she was one of the people who worked on this, but I'm not sure. She did a lot of work around the 2016 election, so I wouldn't be surprised. But the post, the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So basically, they wanted to get rid of superdelegates entirely, and uh-huh. the party said, <laughs> no, perhaps not. But the compromise was that. The superdelegates would only come into play on the second round. So sort of like a tiebreaker. I mean, it's not a tiebreaker because it's not a fair fight. Yeah. So like, for instance. So if, for for example, there is no pledge delegate majority in the first round of the convention, meaning Mm -hmm. no candidate has the threshold, majority threshold, which, uh... I don't know. I don't know it off the top of my head. I want to say it's like 1,600, 1,400, uh-huh. but I can't remember. I mean, it's like, yeah, there's a number. Yeah. I could look it up. But all the best polling that I look at right now, and I can give you, maybe I'll send out some of my sources on that, uh-huh. says that there will not be a, a pledged delegate majority going into the convention, which no is a problem. Will have one. This is a problem. Yeah. For a lot of reasons, which I will get to. But, okay, so in the event of no pledge delegate majority in the first uh-huh. round, it has to go to a second round of voting. Mm-hmm. Now, in that second round, quote-unquote superdelegates can vote. Yeah. This is a problem for our, our good friend Bernie Sanders because he will not have a majority of superdelegates. Uh. Because the superdelegates are high-level I mean, they're party yes. leaders, etc. Fundraisers. Party leaders. Sons of bitches. You know, he had some. I think he had 48 pledge yeah, delegates. Yeah, he had a few. And remember, they got really, but really to got to like 600. Because he tried. Yeah, exactly. He tr- she had the overwhelming majority. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tried to get some as well. He tried to lobby some. 
And then he was lambasted in the media because he had complained about superdelegates before. And they're like, well, look, he's trying to get them. It's like, yeah, he's trying to win the election yeah, by I mean, your it, insane rules. It, yeah. So, and, and just to remind people, again, Hillary Clinton did not have... Enough pledged delegates. Enough pledged delegates to reach the threshold without the superdelegates. Yeah. Right? So this has been written out of history. Mm-hmm. Her and Sanders were much closer in actual voting. Yeah, absolutely. She won because of people who don't vote. Yeah. Okay. So the problem for our... Okay, so let's talk about Milwaukee, July, the DNC. Uh-huh. What we know mm-hmm. is that Sanders has to win on the first ballot because the superdelegates come into play on the second ballot. And they're not for Bernie. He will not have a majority there, no. No. And that can tip the scales for a, uh, for let's say Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is who it would be in this scenario. People like to throw around this idea there's going to be a brokered convention. I think that's insane. I really don't think that's going to happen. Okay. That's like a weird West Wing fantasy in my yeah. mind. I think people like... But potentially if there was, I could be president. Well, anyone could be president. I will say that I've heard that... But I'm under 35. <laughs> I'm 22. I've heard that Mayor Pete uh-huh. has his own special broker delegate team. Really? Because he knows... I mean, it's not that surprising. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it's not. But he knows that his only way on the ticket is through some sort of deal making that yeah, way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, now, I don't yeah. think Pete is going to get enough delegates where he would be able to, let's say, He's offer up leverage. a prize pig yeah. for anyone. But, and this is crucial, Liz Warren possibly could. Yeah, yeah. And she she could, I mean, here's the thing. In your heart of hearts, listeners, who do you think Warren's delegates are, would be pledged to if not for Warren? Like, who do you think she would give them to? Do you think she would accept the VP for Joe, from Joe Biden? Do I think she would accept it? I don't know, honestly. I think I she think would 1,000%. Yeah. So I've talked to people who try to convince me that the unity thing is good because it's progressive activist groups holding Elizabeth Warren to task. And I was like, okay, so you've got progressive activist groups that... What are they doing? Okay, they're getting out the vote. Okay. Yeah. What are, I don't know. What else are they doing? They're not blowing up train stations. They're not, let's say, funneling millions. Kidnapping the head of the IMF. I, um, the idea that these organizations, including some, uh, you know, a new organizations such as Sunrise, mm-hmm. wields the type of Goomba. Goomba power? Power that. You heard her from here. She's a Goomba power person. That uh, the Democratic Party apparatus yeah. does, yeah, yeah, is ridiculous to me. Yeah, of course. So I do not believe there is any scenario, particularly after this weirdo tiff, mm-hmm. where Elizabeth Warren would give her delegates to Bernie Sanders on the second round, where we know he can't win because of the super delegates. Yeah, yeah, I can't see that happening at all. So I, uh, you know, look, this is a woman who just decided to air, to have like a reality TV-esque fight with her quote unquote good friend Uh instead of lambasting and attacking the man 
who wrote the bankruptcy bill that she built her career fighting. It's insane. Like, you people are dumb, dumb noodle brains. You, you, got, you got jello in there. <laughs> like, wake up, sheeple. Jesus Christ. Uh, they're not your friend. You have no friend in the Democratic Party. There are not. No, you're not pushing them left. You're. They're not coming to your birthday party. No, they're, they're gonna fuck your mom, take your shit, and piss on you. Yes, they do that literally already, and you still go back for more because you're little little piggies, <laughs> and you can't get Snuffing enough. Snuffing out the truffle in the dirt. That's what you are. You're a fucking hog. <laughs> but we like you. We do because we see potential. Yes. Oh, yeah, we do. Okay, so there's a lot more. I gotta, you know what we should do? What? Laser tag? No, paintball. <laughs> Dude, we should paintball. I'm just scared. You know, I bruise like a pear. I know, it's not that hard, though. It's like, it's not that, it doesn't hurt that bad, though. I like, mean, it's, it's, I really you think, think it's gonna, but it's, what? you know, people gotta go back through and read some of this stuff because paintball I think. Manuals? Oh, no. no. Yeah. About the, tw- the Democrats. Like, I yes. just. You know, I feel like I've been pulling my hair out for like three years Mm -hmm. because watching all these squishy progressive journalists try to whitewash what the fuck happened. Yeah. And you're right. Gaslight, Sanders supporters. Into supporting a white power, because (laughs) let's be clear, white power, a woman who says she is a capitalist, like we're not just misquoting her. We are not misquoting her. This woman is dedicated. Her entire project is the shoring up of capitalism. It to keep you in penury, in wage slavery, to make sure you can never pay rent again. Yeah, I mean, I think I don't think we made a really good case against Liz Warren for people who didn't already, who didn't already dislike her. Yeah. To be honest, I think the best case against her for that is tying her to. Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, and the center of the Democratic Party. Now, this is my thing. Joe Biden, I want to hear, what would the differences be between a Joe Biden presidency and a Trump presidency? Uh, It would just be bad but different. Like like what? Like, uh, it would probably be less conservative judges. Um, I don't think so. I think there would be less conservative okay, judges. Okay, it would be less would because Congress judges, wouldn't appoint any. But judges. there's no difference happening at the border. There might, they might not. They might be. Certainly, the media will stop even a shit the moment that a Democrat steps into the White House. Yeah. What happens at the border? There'll be a hubbub like the first month about how deportations haven't stopped, and then you will never hear another fucking word about it. USMCA still a go will not be canceled. No, and it'll probably end up being more like the TPP. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Unions continue to plummet. No help for the federal government. You will see abortion rights curtailed. And what else? Uh, I think you're going to see, you know, Obamacare will continue to wither. Yeah, there won't be a... The thing is, the Biden health thing, there's not, not gonna nothing's going to happen. No, like, no nothing's going to happen. Like There'll be maybe up. some... I, uh, I, I, I don't think they're going to do anything. There I, like, I, might be a bill for a tax credit, but like, there's not going to be... Like, you have to understand, we're not arguing with Biden's health plan. There is no plan there. Yeah. Like, there is nothing... This is, well, The system right now that is working, it's working perfectly for Biden. So, okay, what would happen then under an Elizabeth Warren presidency? Oh, God, we wouldn't hear the fucking end of it. Jesus. Well, this is my suspicion. This uh-huh. is what I know about Elizabeth Warren. She has no friends in Washington. Yeah, well, neither do I. Okay, but she would be president. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. She has true. no friends in Washington. <laughs> yeah. She, like, famously, she has no friends in Washington. Actually, one of her friends, Bernie Sanders, she just shivved. Yeah, 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 she did. But this is funny. Say what you will about Hillary Clinton. Uh-huh. And Lord knows I got lots to say. Yep. Girl knew where the bodies were buried. Absolutely. She had a Rolodex. She actually buried some of the bodies. Yeah. Quick climb. She did a Rolodex 20 years long of favors that people owed her. Mm -hmm. So if she was going to get something done in the first 100 days, God knows what it would have been, but she would have gotten it done. Yeah. Yeah. Liz Warren will be impotent. Yeah. She will be impotent to Republican. uh, You will see such a massive... Massive gains made by Republicans that you will like this country will be forever transformed. And she will be, and, and she, she, she fundamentally doesn't give a shit about foreign policy. And when she does, she's hawkish yeah. because she gives oh. into, she gives into uh, DOD contracts, yep. which she has done uh, repeatedly as a Massachusetts senator because of all the, you know, bases and, and arms development that happens in the state, mm-hmm. right? So, and intelligence companies in the state. Yes. So, uh, you're going to see Samantha fucking power at state, or God knows Absolutely. what. Abs- I bet it will be Samantha power. Uh, yeah, girl boss. Yeah. She's going to girl boss it up. And you're going to see, I mean, look, and other people have written this article and written pieces about this. You know, there's reasons to be- believe that Elizabeth Warren is more hawkish than Obama. Really? Absolutely. Oh, because of her foreign policy team. Well, her team and her statements. Yeah, I mean, it is really... So I listened to an episode of Elizabeth Warren on Pod Save America, <laughs> which we're part of the Pod Save Network. We're on Crooked Media. Uh, we do... We're, we, they have a pro-pedophile podcast, and we balance it out with an anti-pedophile podcast. <laughs> Gotta uh, hear both sides. But she... First of all, she's asked uh, about being a capitalist and standing for Trump and clapping during that whole thing. And she's like, well, listen... I believe I'm a I'm a conscious capitalist or whatever, like whatever she calls it. It's just nonsense, nonsense, nonsense. Total slavish, idiotic, and psychotic uh just worship of the market. But then they ask her about Venezuela. Oh god. And she's like, Oh, the Maduro regime, blah, 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 blah. And then she's like, We gotta use sanctions. And her big problem, her big problem with with overthrowing Maduro. And in the installation of Jean, Jean Guaido, is that our allies were not fully with us? That 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 they that she's like, well, we just got to get. We just paid. needed a new coalition of the willing, exactly, and that we need to pressure Maduro to step down and install I mean, a right wing is... government. But we need we need help pressuring him. Yeah, this is just. I mean, again, this is Samantha Power nonsense. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. this is the shit that in the country that we're trying to build will land you in fucking prison for saying. Yeah, I mean, she, it's really bad. You know, uh, They the Sanders team hasn't used this, but I wonder if it, w- it would work on a lot of people. Maybe you guys can try it out with some of your um, parents or family members. But, uh, you know, Sanders, not Warren, not Biden, yeah, is the one who actually has been carrying the fight to keep Obama's legacy. Yeah. Which is a really funny, uh, look, I don't give a shit about Obama. Lord knows I hate him. Uh But it's a pretty funny thing because Sanders is the one who voted against the sanctions in uh, in Iran. You hear about this a lot because the sanctions were tied to sanctions on Russia. Right. And so, but no, but people say, get mad at him for voting against that. Well, guess what? That is what was trying to save the Iran nuclear deal. And he was explicit about it at the time. He was like, 
I am voting against this because of the sanctions on Iran that are trying to scuttle the nuclear deal with Iran. Yeah. Uh, same thing with saving the patient protections yep. for and Medicaid expansion under Obamacare. Led the fight. Yeah. So maybe use that. But I will say this. You know, there's other stuff about Liz Warren. You know, the risk you run of having a uh, impotent and somehow, impotent. Uh, you know, rhetorically tied left-wing president, even though, yeah. as you've listened, she is not left-wing. She is no, center-right. But, 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 but they will paint her like that. And of she course. Will be, yeah, 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 yeah. Is that and look? I don't even think she would win against Trump. So whatever. She, but I'm just abs- there's no for chance instance, in hell she would win against Trump. No, it's it's oh my god. She's think such of it a this way. Think of it this way. If Bernie Sanders is the nominee, Trump will pull out of all debates and not do them. If Elizabeth Warren is the nominee, he will try to schedule as many as possible. Yeah, we're gonna run an Ivy League professor against the Donald guy who eats McDonald's on the plane. Like you would love to do. You fucking morons. You did this with Hillary. You did it with Hillary. <laughs> it's not going to work. So go, so go on. Go on. But the problem is, is that it will, I mean, it'll kill any kind of left-wing argument for yeah, 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 the yeah. foreseeable future. And it will speed up a realignment where labor, after being fucked over and over and over again by the fucking Democrats, which we're now looking at. 40 years uh-huh. is going to stop coming back. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And you know who's going to be standing in the wings? Tucker fucking Carlson. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a real serious threat. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, th- th- this people will retreat to the Tucker sort of like. Look at what happened at labor. Look what happens in Europe. It's all over the place. So when we said at the beginning of this two-part mega, we got to shut it down now, extravaganza, there is a very, very narrow window that we have to turn just slightly, just slightly turn this ship. Yeah. Because if we don't, we're dealing with, I can't even go there yet. Here's the thing. If we do not fix this, if we don't get Bernie in there, like, you want to call what Trump's doing now fascism? You like, have no fucking idea. Wait until idea. you see term two. Wait until you see what fucking comes next. And if you see, like, a, a Elizabeth Warren or one of these other ineffectual fucking liberal fucking... Technocrat, regulating bullshit, academics. Shit, if you see one of them... Like lose against Trump. This is this will the world has been sliding further and further to the right yeah. for 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 over a decade for decades uh, because there is no uh, Soviet Union anymore. There right. is no other pole. This is not a multipolar world. China basically exists as solely like a market force. It does not exist as it's a, like the company of China. It's like not even a country. Exactly. It's the fucking. It's not the left wing political force that the Soviet Union was. But there is no alternative. They talk, talk about end of history. Like this will be the end of history. But it's not going to be liberal democracy. It's going to be something else. You're not going to like it. It's not going to like you. That's a great way to end the episode. Yeah. Anyways, uh, AR-15, I just got one. 
Yeah, you got it. some messages about how to help you. I fix know. It. Yeah, yeah. I'm so going to thank thanks, you very listeners. much to our Patreon subscribers for teaching me how to fix the safety. Uh, definitely, my, we'll invest in AK next because this is super complicated, dude. What am I, a machinist? So we just did two extra long episodes, guys. We've we been recording are... for like three and a half hours now. Yeah, I know. Well, we had lots to say. And yeah. we did hype it. I smoked an entire jewel pod. Did you really? That's uh, 20 cigarettes. Ugh. Yeah. Um, heads up, we are going to LA. Yeah. We're doing our live show. Probably by the time this comes out, we will be gearing up to do it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, 25th, 26th. Check it out. Mm. Zebulon. Dot, dot LA. Uh, Liz just looked at uh, Young Chomsky to be like, you better do the fucking effect on that. Please? Do, seriously, do it on her. She's been, she's been texting me about it a lot. Why? Uh, yeah. Um, but you, that means that we're not going to be back in town to record till a little bit late next week. So what we so, have done is we did this super, this marathon recording session today. Yeah, because we like to be nice to you guys and keep you in mind because you guys get thirsty and, and send us what, messages about when's the next episode. So I'm just giving you a heads up. Going to be a little late next and week. And I brought, I, I mean, bought a recorder so that if we are in LA and there's someone I want to talk to, possibly Eric Garcetti... I can do it. I will. I guess I'll just arrest him if I see him. But uh, listen, we are trying. Please stop DMing us. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, BernieSanders.com. Give money. Give time. Download the app. Do text, the texting shit. Text it. Do it. They text. really want you to do that. Yeah. So um, and give some money. Give some money. You got five bucks. You got twenty-seven bucks. Exactly. Uh, cool. We'll see you on the flip side. This I'm Liz. Is, I am Bernie Sanders. <laughs> we are joined by producer Jane Sanders. Just kidding. It's Young Chomsky. And uh, thank you. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.